Hello and welcome to another episode of CX Conversations. This is your host Vivek bringing you CX lessons from CX leaders from around the world. Today's topic of discussion on CX Conversations is how to make your CX great by design not by accident. Have you ever thought whether your company is delivering great customer experience by design or by accident? It is important for brands to understand the difference between spikes of customer delight and consistent differentiated customer experience. Decoding this riddle with me on CX Conversations is the most energetic CX speaker and consultant Ninke Bloom. Ninke, founder of CX by Ninke Bloom, a CX consulting firm based in Utrecht, Netherlands, believes in the motto of making customer experience work. She is always fun to interact with and rightfully affirms to be a never ever boring customer experience speaker. She speaks at both Dutch and international CX conferences, sharing proven CX methods that are actionable and inspirational. Ninke uses engaging CX games and challenges to create an immersive learning experience for participants, which is quite unique about her CX keynotes. Before starting CX by Ninke Bloom, she was manager customer excellence at KPN, one of Holland's biggest telecom provider. Earlier, she has served as a board member at the Women in Financial Services and at ASR Netherlands Women Network. In her current role, Ninke is on a mission to make the world more beautiful for employees and customers. She is a CCXP and one of the world's nine authorized resource and training partner at CCXP certification exam. Ninke and I have connected through our common interest in CX and I'm super happy to be able to finally speak with her on CX Conversations. Ninke, welcome to CX Conversations. Thanks again for squeezing this in your busy schedule. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be there. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really, really like it. Thank you very much, Fifak. So, thanks, thanks. Let's, Let, uh, yeah, let's start by laying out some of the impediments of uh, CX initiatives. Could you share some of the things that, that make uh, CX initiatives ineffective in an organization? Yeah, if you talk about ineffective, I think a lot of CX projects are not really about the needs of customers. So they're often really optimizing processes where the customer doesn't really have any effect of it. So yes, of course, cost cutting or being cost efficient can be really great projects, but it also should have a customer project. For example, what I see a lot is that companies are working on their digitization. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really great. But what I don't like is when companies say, well, we want to have our customers engage more in digital way. Let's hide our phone number. Mm. So then they hide their phone number, but the digital customer experience is not right yet. You cannot find your answer in the FAQ. Or, and then what happens is that customers Google and they find a phone number, but it's not the phone number of the call center. It's often the reception area. Mm. So really try to think from a need of a customer. Maybe, yes, they want to find their answer online, create a customer ex- good customer experience, and then you have as a result your cost cutting. So Try to focus on the need and not on the result. Mm, understood. So what you're saying is that while you're redesigning your processes, keep your customer in the perspective as well. 
Yeah, and not only the customer, but especially the need. What are they going for? What's the job to be done? Or what is it that they really want? And um, yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. So I reckon that organizational alignment is also key for CX success, which is also the most difficult thing to achieve. Do you have any tips on how to create organizational alignment around the, around the CX goals? Yeah, I think the first thing that people in CX or people that are listening to this podcast should do is what are the common goals of the company? So what are, if you should make like a list of the top three or top five KPIs that are most important in the boardroom, which one are, which one is, is it, what, what are they? So then if you know what the top three or top five are, is how can you align your CX projects to these goals? So too many CX professionals don't really know the common goals of the highest tier. Um, so I think that is a first start. So that is more from a business perspective. And when you look more on an approach, I think stakeholder alignment, when you look at organizational alignment, really see what is your project. For example, when the project is better, better digital experience, let's take this example again. Mm -hmm. um, I think what you should do is draw a great stakeholder map where you say, well, the goal of, of my and my team is to great, create better digital customer experiences. Who in this field do I need in the company? Mm -hmm. And what I see a lot is that customer experience teams or professionals, they create one stakeholder map, but with every project, you have a different stakeholder field. So when you work on projects in the customer uh, contact center, they could be very different than when you work on a digital experience or when you work on invoice optimizing, you must be much more in the CFO uh, uh, um, department. So I think it's very important that you see who are your important stakeholders and that you know how they look at your project and how, where they want to, uh, to work with you. That's great. So what you're saying is that whenever you are, uh, picking up a CX goal, uh, you evaluate it with your internal stakeholders map as well and, and, and yeah. understand what is yeah. the uh, alignment around that or what is the required alignment around that project's execution. Is that right? Yeah, I, th I think that's great. And for our even more mature customer experience, I would also like to challenge you not to only look at your internal stakeholders, but also join the external stakeholders. Uh, it could be that you have uh, suppliers that work for you. For example, when you are more in a retail and you need delivery, you also need your shipping partner. You need to really also work on that and don't only make it a contract, but also work on the relationship. So, but that's more for the a little bit already pro people. <laughs> Perfect. Like that makes sense. So Ninke, tell us what it means to deliver great CX by design and not by accident. Would be great if you can also share an example. Yes. What I see a lot is when the thing is, if you ask the question in your organization, whether it's in the board or in the middle management or to an employee, what kind of customer experience do we want to deliver? And when they look at you like a bunny in the headlight of a, of a car, mm -hmm. something is wrong because okay. people need to collectively say, this is what we want. So it is important that you, when companies, they often have a mission, vision strategy. What is it that you want for a customer experience for your employees or for your, mm -hmm. for your customers? So 
if yeah, that's what I mean, if you have them by accident, so if you just have a couple of great customer experiences that, that are just there, mm. I think you need to design them. So I think you need to put it on paper what you want your customers to experience. And where is this different from your competitors? So when you look at many banks, when I look in Europe, but also in the States, they actually are more or less the same. But in, in your customer experience, you want to differentiate. You mm -hmm. want to be, so where, why should a customer pick your bank in comparison to somebody else? You need to write that down. And you can, you can really differentiate by your experiences. Could be by segmentation, it could be by service. And I think a company that is really creating this in a good way, for example, I have many, but I think one that I like also myself as a, as a customer is Emirates. Um, what they have done is they have looked at their, what they want to deliver is we want to, um, uh, you, you can rely on us whenever you travel and with attention to detail. That is what they say. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a very high end experience. Mm -hmm. And what they do, for example, uh, here in the Netherlands, when I travel with them and I travel business class, they don't have their travel starting at the airport but somebody picks you up with a really nice limousine or a oh. taxi and mm -hmm. they pick you up at home. So they have expanded their customer journey because they say you can rely on us whenever you travel and we have attention for detail mm -hmm. and they do. So they have designed their customer journey in accordance with their brand promise and they deliver that. And that also means that they have their external partners because the taxi company is not yeah of Emirates and they have really taught them what they want and there's a little bottle of water in there the taxi is clean and the taxi driver knows exactly what to say because he has his instructions very straight mm. so I think that's what I mean by design is that you determine what you want your customers to experience in what phase of the journey and then of course the design is the first part mm -hmm. but once you've designed it you can share the stories within your company. You can train people. You can put processes into place to make sure it's scalable because you don't want the one time I travel with them that it's a really good experience. And the next time it's not John, the taxi driver, but it's uh, Pete or, or Charles. Mm. And it's, it's really bad. So you mm. want, and I always say there's two words that are most important. It's authenticity. So that's who are you as a brand? What is it makes you different? Mm -hmm. And you want consistency. You want that if I travel, that I can rely on you in a consistent way on delivering on your authenticity. This is very interesting. Um, Nyanke, can you also um, tell us a few steps that you might be coaching your clients in creating such CX by design? Yeah, I think the first step that we have is determining who do we want to be to our customers. So we take all kinds of, we do a lot of desk research. I don't do too much consultancy, but when we do it, because I speak a lot and I have my game, but mm -hmm. I think it's very important when I help people in this field or when I teach my masterclass that we say, all right, who are you as a company? What's your mission, vision, strategy? We do desk research a lot because a lot of, well, there's a lot of information often. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have workshops on who do you want to be? Where do you, who are your competitors? 
where mm -hmm. do they excel in? Who do you, where do you want to excel in? And then what we, that's the first step. So it's a first like an information gathering. Mm -hmm. And then we have a conversation in the board and often also with a lot of employees is where are, what is it that we're really good at? Where do we want to differentiate? Is it service? Is it our product? Is it certain moments in the, in the journey? Is it effortlessness or quality? I don't know. And then we create a customer compass. So what we do is we create um, like three to seven uh, customer promises that the company wants to deliver on. And they have to be very specific because they have to be then, then the third step, uh, the, the third step is that we go into journey mapping and to see at what moment in the journey can we deliver on these promises. Hmm. Is it in the acquisition phase or more in the loyalty phase? And then we really design certain moments where, or, and we improve, of course, because you have often, uh, you have to first uh, uh, map the, the as-is uh, phase hmm. of the journey. And then the, the last step is really translated into behavior to really specify for the employees, all right, if this is customer promise number one, that means that you have to behave like this. Mm. Because in the end, you want this consistency. And you want that with everybody in the company. Mm. So that is really, you start with the customer promises or the, like the information, customer promises, then you look at the journey and then you go into behavior. So I think, and there's several companies that really get it right. I think a company that most of us know is like Ritz-Carlton. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so they, they have their, what they have is they have their uh, motto. We are ladies and gentlemen serving yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just doing this by head. So I hope I get it right. And then they say, we have our three steps of service. So they say, uh, we always greet. Uh, we do always a warm and sincere greeting. Mm -hmm. Then the second one, they say, use the guest name interpretation and fulfillment of each guest needs. And the three is a fond farewell. Give a warm goodbye and use the guest's name. And everybody in Ritz-Carlton knows that. So they have these three phases of the customer journey. The greeting, so that's your start. Mm -hmm. Then use the guest name and, 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 and really look into their needs. And the third one is a fond farewell. And then they have their 12 service values, which they expect from their employees in which one of them for example is i'm proud of my professional appearance language and behavior well no. that's very that's very specific because you know within rich carlton is that people they they would never curse for example so they are ladies and gentlemen so it's mm -hmm. really in line and i think that is uh, and i'm going to be honest with you it's a missing link with many companies that they don't they're not specific who they want to be for their customers and they don't tell their employees what they expect of them. Yeah, so and there needs to be more guidance. Yeah, and, and particularly I like the aspect about being clear on the behavior that you're expecting out of your employees in order to kind of live those promises or deliver on those promises. Yeah, yeah. and it's also what I really like, once you have them specifically, you can do your journey mapping. But it's also very nice for HR because now they know who they are looking for when they're looking for new employees. True. Or you can see when am I doing a good job or when am I not? Where should yeah. I learn? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That makes amazing sense. So what would be your word of advice to CEOs who are starting this journey? Dare to pick. Dare to pick. I always say, if you want to be everything for everybody, 
you're nothing for nobody. Oh, okay. So because a lot of people are trying to be too generic. Don't. Mm. Try to be very specific. This is who we want to be. Look at the car world. We all know what Volvo stands for, right? Mm. Safety. Yeah. So they, to, they have dare to pick. And I think um, a lot of companies, especially in the services or in, they are not clear what they want to deliver to, to their uh, customers. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Uh, my last question is, can you name two or more books that you would recommend our listeners and tell us why? Yeah, of course I can. Uh, first of all, I want to recommend Outside In. Okay. I think if you, if, whether you're just starting in customer experience, whether you're a professional, I think this is still the Bible when it comes to, uh, to customer experience. It's really, um, it has everything in it. It's got the six pillars that we also teach in our customer experience masterclass, because if you want to become a CCXP, mm-hmm. you have to do your exam and there are about these six strategies. So I think that is, um, uh, that is the must read. Um, the other book I would like to recommend, I, well, there's several, um, but let's talk The Effortless Experience. You, have you read that book, uh, Vivek? I haven't. I haven't yet. No. It's in my it's, uh, Yeah, it's, um, I, what I really like about this book is the way that they are explaining that if you make it easy, so if you really focus on easy, you will get loyal customers. And let's be honest, when you look at your own life as a customer, hmm. ease and not having to call again and, 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 and repeat and, and, and click on so many websites or where your FAQ doesn't give. If you make it easy for me, I will be your customer for a very long time. Hmm. Um, so yeah, and, it's, uh, and I would like to personally add a little bit of joy. So if I'm, I can just, and I think this book has been read by everybody um, and I think we have to spread the word Every time again, it's like delivering happiness. So I just give you one extra. Sorry, Vivek, but no, delivering happiness by Tony Shea. Yeah. I just visited our friends in Las Vegas. I visited Zappos and it's been amazing. What they write is how they live. And I think that is worth so much that if you write a book like that, and then when you are there 14 mm-hmm. years later, they come up, they live up to their promise delivering wow through service. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing. Wow, thank you, Ninke. It's been a pleasure talking to you. So much learning in, in one conversation and amazing fun as well. Thank you so much for making the time for this. Yeah, it's a, I, I really like to share. Like, as my customer promise is making customer experience work, let's create this well uh, community together. And if people want to join me on LinkedIn, um, please be welcome. Wonderful. So join Ninke on LinkedIn. And I'm sure if you just search for Ninke Bloom, that's spelled as N-I-E-N-K-E-B-L-O-E-M, you'll certainly find her and join her. She's always very approachable and friendly, just like she uh, agreed to come on this podcast. And to all my listeners, I hope you enjoyed this one. Until next time, see you. Bye-bye.